Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is uh, Thursday night. It is another episode of the Disfluencers podcast here on Brandy and Dave. And guess what? It's a doozy. It will be fun. Uh, literally, we're a minute late because um, we were talking too much backstage and I didn't look at the time. Because, you know, I'm never on time. At any rate, if you are a fan of this and that, but welcome in everybody. Hope you are well. It is episode two of season four of the Disfluencers podcast here on the Brandy and Dave News Network, which is not a thing, but you know what? It actually sounds relatively good, and I got my news voice going, and I really don't understand why. <sighs> but I'm excited. I I think it's because it's Thursday. Just in general, who doesn't love a Thursday night going into a Friday? Some good Disney talk with. Our guest this evening, Greg from Chip and Co. We're going to be talking, as always, Disney, Disney creation, Disney, Disney creator, Disney, uh, Disney content creation. That's the words I'm looking for. But I'm going to uh, bring Greg in. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? Ahoy, hoy, Dave, and uh, no Brandy, but ahoy, hoy, Dave and Brandy. Thank you so much for having us here. Or Brandy hey, and man. Dave. Which it, one do you prefer? Well, first of all, it has to be Brandy and Dave because that's the name of the channel. Um, it's funny because there is a Dave and Brandy, and they also do travel content. So, well, then let's start that over. <laughs> ahoy, hoy, Dave. Thank you so much for having me on Brandy and Dave. No, seriously, I appreciate good, the offer. Man. I appreciate you uh, asking me to come on. Uh, I've always thought of you as one of the smartest men in this business. So I look forward to having a conversation with you. Hey man, appreciate it. Uh, kind of samesies. Um, we've, we've been on Pete's stream a couple times together and have had some, some good conversations. So figured we would just dive in and, and, and go for it here on the reboot of Disfluencers. Um, yeah, welcome back by the way. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was, uh, you know, COVID screwed it up. It's just kind of is what it is life got in the way but uh dude it's all good we're back and that's all that matters so but uh but i appreciate you taking the time out coming on and uh and you know talking disney that's kind of your job so it's more like you're working uh am i ever off the clock i don't think no i think no. That, I, don't, there, I don't and is there actually a clock i mean literally i get paid to talk about disney so it's not that hard of a life i have Dude, it's real tough, man. It's real tough to have to do that all day. So, you know, I will I will start with the obvious question. Uh, so so you are with Chip and Co. How did you end up there? What is the path of of Greg to get to where you are now covering all things Disney at Walt Disney World? See. I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to be like normal Greg tonight because my wild podcast side of me was just about to ask answer in the most worst, dirty way in the possible. <laughs> I was like, you know what, we're not going to do that. Tonight. That's Let's hilarious. Let's be civil. Um, That's funny. No. So uh, my path was simple. Uh, Chip, um, who has done this for at the time, 11 years by that point, mm -hmm. uh, was looking for writers or people who were around the Disney area and could spend some time going to Disney uh, creating content for them. And it really was uh, my wife was going to be a writer. Uh, she ended up with a full time job where she could not do it. And she was like, here, can you write these articles for me? <laughs> 
And I was like, uh, <laughs> I've never written in my life, but I, I think of myself as a semi-intelligent human being. And uh, blog posting is not the hardest thing in the world, right. but it was just a matter of figuring out how to write in my voice. Uh, I figured if people could hear what I was telling them in my voice, it would catch on a little bit. Uh, fast forward to I just became Mr. Reliable around Chip and Company. And, right. uh, you know, you put yourself into every position and you do everything you can to get ahead in this world. And I was not satisfied being number three or four or five or whatever it was on that list. And right, right. I was going to work harder and I was going to learn how everybody took pictures, what looked good, what didn't look good. And so Chip, uh, over time, gave more and more responsibility to me. To the point where we are now uh, podcast deep, YouTube deep, Instagram deep, uh, four or five articles a day. Uh, I think I just hit my 2,000th article written uh, two days ago. That's um, crazy. And yeah, I mean, he's also a really easy man to get along with and to talk to when doing uh, work and stuff like that. So yeah, that's nice. uh, the route, to be quite honest, goes back further. Um, my wife and I, Holly, um, which by the way, hi Holly. If I don't hi Holly. My wife, uh, she'll kill Thank me. you for tuning in. Yeah, she is. She's right You'll, here you'll notice too. that my wife is not in the chat. I'm just that saying. That would be the brandy. Of <laughs> That'd brandy be the brandy version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better um, half, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she is absolutely my better half by a yeah. long shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. You, you know how they say there's a reacher and a and a uh, oh, what's the oh, what's the him yim reference? Oh, a reacher and a not follower, whatever. Anywho, I'm definitely the reacher. I outkicked my coverage. That's what I say more often than not. Oh, oh, I I, I went way above my station in life. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Same um, season. Anywho. Yes. So anyway, um, I uh, had retired from my original career. I had toured for many years with some uh, pretty, um, pretty good bands and was an audio engineer and a tour manager. So I already knew how media worked. I already knew how to schmooze the room and I could hold my own talking to whomever I needed to talk to. And it, all that I had gained in the past through that last career and when I retired from that and we were in Georgia, we kept on coming down to Disney and mm -hmm. coming down to Disney and then COVID hit and we got locked in the house for six weeks and something snapped in my brain and I went a little crazy. I was like, we need to move. Right. And so we literally packed up and moved. We were spending, I think in two years, we spent somewhere around twelve or $13,000 driving back and forth. Oh, right. I was like, That's a down payment. We... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a down payment. It's, yeah. it's a year's rent at the time. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, we got into Florida and then COVID started, everything started opening up again. And that's when we got in with Chip. And through that... Uh, now, working with Chip, like I said, I've been there for a few years, and I do a bunch of articles. I'm one of the uh, one of the only people in the Florida area who's actually in the parks doing the pictures and stuff like that. I mean, he still has he has some amazing writers that come from across the states. One is in Alaska, one's in California. Uh, Chris is down here in Florida who writes, and then right. uh, yeah, so I do most of the park stuff and uh, media events now because I can't not be like number one guy you know what i mean right <laughs> like, it's just a drive we have right so um so you were driving to disney right so so the the real question is why disney what 
where did your love for Disney to where you're now covering it comes from? So I'm going to go back to your show last week with Morgan Stark. Is it Stark? It's Stark, Morgan correct? Stark. Yes. Yes. She did such a fabulous thing. And we were talking beforehand about her podcast and how she look, I'm advertising for her now. I haven't yeah, that's fantastic. Her, and I'm right? advertising for her. But go back last week and watch the Brandy Dave show with Morgan. Um, she talks about the the her their greatest stories or your happiest moments at Disney. So right. I I just have those. I got here one time as a child, and when I came as a child, I had lasting memories of going through Epcot in '83 and seeing uh, the. It really was the world of tomorrow. It was future world. It was amazing to see all that stuff. I have this memory of being eight years old and being on the Walt Disney World Railroad. And my father and I never got along as father and son. We got along in business, but not as father and son. But mm -hmm. I remember being on the train and him becoming a child and telling me all about the train and all about Walt Disney himself and how being on this train reflects this it, you would not be in disney world had it not been for a train mm -hmm. you would not have disneyland had it not been for a train so i always remembered that train ride around disney world and it, it stuck with me my whole life i remember uh, seeing poor tigger some little kid walked up and punched tigger so hard in the what? groin that tigger went and had to lay down on a bench and I was like, that just stuck with me as a child. Right. So <laughs> fast forward many wow. years, and of course, Disney movies, being fans of Tron and all the stuff in the 80s, the gummy bears, just Sunday morning cartoons, Saturday, or was it weekday afternoons watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the gummy bears, and then Pirates of the Caribbean and some of the other movies that came out. And then the Renaissance with Frozen. Um, and, and I can go back to... The Little Mermaid and hearing part of your world. And I just had this connection with Disney itself. I felt like I was a perfect Disney person. Right. So fast forward a few years and Holly and I bring our youngest daughter down with us on the first trip we come down here. Or sorry, we came down here to see Kingdom Hearts 3 being premiered at Disney Springs. We were just, it was January 2nd. We went, what are you doing today? I don't know. What are you doing today? Let's go down to Disney Springs. Seven hours later, we're at Disney Springs playing. That's Kingdom crazy. Hearts. That's so, awesome. Um, but I'm going to finish that story. In yeah, one yeah, yeah. Let me just yeah, put yeah. a book note right there. Yeah. Um, so my, we come down the first time we're in the parks. I'm with my youngest daughter, and I believe she's 13 at the time, maybe 12. And we walk through Epcot and we're walking around and I didn't know what a character Palooza was at that time. But Ooh. as we walk by uh, World Showcase in between UK and Canada, right where the um, place Joffrey stand is now, they were doing a character Palooza and there was Tigger. And all of a sudden, all these memories of eight year old me seeing Tigger yeah. get squarely crushed in the groin came flooding back to me and I got so overwhelmed with emotion that I pushed my 13-year-old daughter out of the way so I could get to Tigger first. And I didn't just push her. I put her into the shrubs. I had pushed her. 
I didn't realize I did this. Emotions took over me. And there I am, Tigger. I'm crying in Tigger's shoulder. My daughter's crying in the bush. I don't know how she got there. But so anyway, it was just all these things and these wonderful stories. I, it made Disney what I wanted to be. Now, mind you, my wife and I, when we met 23 years ago, one of the first things we ever did was take road trips. And we would okay. drive from Philadelphia down to like Myrtle Beach or Philadelphia down to Ocean City, Maryland, Philadelphia down to Richmond, Virginia. And we would spend time in the car just talking, just talking about life. And that's when I knew she was my best friend in the world. I could talk to her about anything. And I, it was the most truthful, honest relationship I've ever had in my life. So driving back and forth to Disney, I got to hang out with my wife. I got to just spend time with her. And right. so this, it all became this romantic relationship with Disney. Awesome. That's fantastic. I'll tell you what, the, the Pennsylvania to Florida drive, you can tell a lot of stories. You sure, you sure can. It's it. It was what seventeen for you as well. I'm assuming seventeen. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 fantastic, dude. Um, the throwing your daughter in a bush is probably up there with with a a, a the 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 best memory ever. Um, it, it's. I thought it was going somewhere else, and then you threw her in a bush. I thought it was going down the same path as a lot of fathers, where it's. I remember the first time my daughter met Mickey Mouse and I spent too much time trying to get the good picture that I forget the face, but I got this face, right? That's fantastic. I I, I don't believe we'll ever the hear. The best is there is actually a picture of me in Tigger's arms just weeping. Just weeping. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, That's fantastic. Oh, somewhere there. I guarantee you Holly has that picture of me just breaking down. <laughs> that is arms. and you know the poor crazy. cast members just like whoa this is too much did that man just push his daughter i think he did so so you you say that except for the fact that i i honestly feel that um if any cast member is actually friends with any character they have seen more than all of us think you probably have more insight than I do on that, but just oh, how I feel. Oh yeah, and both positive and negative. One hundred percent. Let's yeah. let's get it real. Like there is some. I'm sure they've seen some of the most amazing, uh, wonderful kids, and that that joy when that daughter turns around in their Cinderella watching fireworks with you. I, it's got to be the most special thing. But again, you've also seen the worst things in the world where mom and dad are screaming at you to stop crying because you're about to meet Cinderella and Cinderella's still got to be Cinderella and the friends of Cinderella have to keep it together. And it's like, right. there's the, there's the, that's, there's Disney for you. It's a dichotomy of the most positive and the worst of people all at the same time. That it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Cause you, you, uh, I mean, we've all seen it. We've all been to the parks and we've all seen uh, what you're what you're speaking about. Right. Like the the uh, the the complete palette of humanity and and how they interact with people just just in general. Um, but like I know, I mean, Gaston, when he first came onto the scene in, in Fantasyland in what, 24? Was it 14? New Fantasyland? Yeah, 14. I, I think so. 
Um, somewhere on there, like, so one of the earliest videos we have was of that Gaston parading Dawson down the line as a two-year-old because he was dressed up as Gaston yelling, this child is better than all of you. Like it was, it was, it was perfect. It's, it's, it's a fantastic video to watch. Right. But in, because of that, we would always go see Gaston every time we were there. And it was always, uh, someone else who was friends with him. We've only, we'd only seen, uh, it, we've had some very, very good interactions. But I've also seen um, 20-something girls who are just in love with Gaston uh, fawning over him. I've, I've also seen people get married in front of him. I've all, like, uh, Get engaged, I'm sorry, not married. Get engaged in front of Gaston. Um, it, just random stuff, dude. It's, it's, it's crazy. So that's what I've seen. And I've been lucky enough to not see like the 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 um the really negative side, which unfortunately I think has come out a lot more, or at least people have more phones on them. There was a fight what last week? This week. It's probably there's probably one going on right now. Wait, what time is it? 848? There'll be go one going on in 22 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, as soon as the fireworks are over, there's going to be one. And it's is it is it and I you know, is it because more people have phones and are calling it out or is it everybody? And I don't mean to say everybody, but is it everybody out for themselves anymore? And it's a me first type of attitude you have down here where a lot of people have spent their hard earned money and they want to get the most enjoyment out of it. So please don't mess with my family. My family has to come first and it rubs the other family wrong. And these things happen. I don't know what the answer is on that, but it's definitely more uh, visual now than it ever has been. Yeah. Well, I kind of said in the chat entitled, I mean, that's part of it. Um, I, I think, I think it's a lot of things. I th <laughs> There's, I mean, we can, we can get into the way society has kind of, it's gotten to a point where if you're not with me, you're against me. We can't have any sort of real dialogue. There's no gray. And, you know, I, I work in an industry where we live in the gray and that's what my boss always tells me because as, as much as there's always an answer, the answer is not always yes or no. Right. If ever it is yes or no, uh, look, you want that milk? Yes. Okay. That's simple. But right. talking about when it comes to almost anything else, there is a whole lot more gray in this world than there is hard black, hard white. 100%. And unfortunately, I yeah, I think it's uh, not this me first attitude. It's not a millennials thing. It's not a boomer thing. Not at all. It's a it's not a generational thing. It's a societal thing we have right now. But I don't think that that's going to stick around forever. I think we're in if you really look at people, people in general are good. People in general want to be happy and want to be loved by everybody. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to get this. It just happens to be, we happen to be going through this grossness of selfishness. But then again, we grew up in the eighties 
and it, what was that? The me first generation? Oh, like yeah. that was well, that like, was the, everything in the X, 80s right? was about me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Gen X, by the way, but I fell on the um the Pearl Jam side of Gen X and not the Madonna side of Gen X. You don't know how to use words. That's no one knows any lyric, actual lyric to the album 10. Just oh my gosh. Speaking of that, have you ever <laughs> I'm gonna throw this back? I'm telling you, <laughs> this podcast could go straight music after the after after our conversation. Have you seen the one where it's like somebody does the misheard lyrics on YouTube? It was like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, wizard and a whale are going down the street. Like this so is the bad. smartest. I I love that, and now it's gone. I mean, oh. there, there you go. I just showed you how old I am, dude. It's so bad. Well, it's funny because you know YouTube's been around a lot longer than than you know people are like. Oh yeah, YouTube. And then you you realize that like things that you loved early on, like the real first creators. Do you remember the uh, the the my new haircut on YouTube? Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's over a decade old right now. I I still have Badger, 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 Badger stuck in my right? head on a daily loop. Like, I don't think I can walk through a building without having that play once in a while. <laughs> There's the old, uh, remember the, the, um, the explanation of nuclear powers and how we're going to blow each other up? Where it's like, uh, and then France will fly the missiles, but I'm late tired. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll take a nap. I yell that at work. Like, as an adult, as a 43-year-old man, I yell random stuff from 20 years ago. It's insane. So I played World of Warcraft when the whole Leroy Jenkins thing happened. <laughs> and we'd walk around and, like, I'd get into a room and be like, Leroy Jenkins! Jesus. That's so funny. Where did that come from? Anyway, uh, so we were know. talking about Disney. We're off the rails. That's not new around uh, <laughs> for anything I'm involved in. Um, yeah, dude. No. Uh, so, so cool. So you you moved to Florida. You're doing stuff for Chip and Co. Right. Um, you're. We know how you got into news. We know there's a ton of news sites out there, especially covering covering Disney, covering all the parks. Um, I know Chippico has been around for a long time. I remember following on Facebook when I used to actually go on Facebook, which was before uh, there were two digits in 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 2000. Right. Like I was like 2009. Like back then was the last time I was on Facebook yeah. for more than a day at a time. Wow. So he's he's been around for a hot minute. Right. Um, so. So now, obviously, more and more people entering the game. How do you guys keep it fresh? What do, what do you what do you try to focus on to differentiate? So there's, man, that's a loaded question you just asked there, Dave. How do you keep it fresh anyway? Like, so there's what I'm always striving for. What's next? I ask right. myself that daily. What's next? What's the next thing that's going to break out? What is it that I can do that's going to separate myself, what I'm doing from what the crowd is doing? And it's not easy in any way, shape or form. What we found, what Chip found and what his best advice to me was many years ago was do it in your voice. Mm -hmm. Don't bury everything. 
so we don't put we don't put and i'm i'm not i'm not saying how other people do yeah. is wrong but our biggest feedback is they love how an article reads they love that it is uh in our voice but it's information what we're talking about a lead out get out of the article it's not here's 20 things let's figure out oh we're going to write about mickey mouse oh hey but in the meantime let's talk about mickey and minnie's runaway railway which really right. led into opening in disneyland which really led into remember when mickey mouse was steamboat willie yeah. hey steamboat willie's about to lose and so you're down into seven eight nine paragraphs mm -hmm. before you get that one line of what the article really is about yeah it, it, it's the um, it's the propensity, it's the propensity for a lot of bloggers to follow what recipe bloggers did, which was here's a recipe to make London broil, but we're going to give you the history of London broil, the history of London, the history of London bridge, the history of meat. And now you've scrolled down so far before you've even seen what the recipe looks like, where and as someone who likes to cook, it infuriates me when I find a place that's like this. It is, ugh, it's so. It's, so, but, but it's, it's, it I, is. But, uh, but on the there, other there's hand, a, there's a difference between writing for your audience and writing to make sure the click matters more. And, right. And, and there and, you are. That's the best way of that's put that. That's the issue. That's, but how else are we to get paid if you so i can see why people do that and if I they build agree. an audience i understand they built that audience up mm -hmm. i don't like it i would rather see a review where you get an actual review of like uh, uh dislike mark he's actually in chat right now he will do entertainment and he will Hi, do mark. reviews for chip and co uh, right. And he does such a fabulous job because he goes into the details right away. He doesn't sit there and bloviate yeah. on other things. That's what works with the Chip and Co. audience. But at the same time, why do you have a headline that may be a little clickbaity or a, it, it's to. trying to get you have to. That's mm -hmm. how we make money. And mm -hmm. we're not going to sit there and beg for subscriptions. We're not going to ask for you to send in money. We're not going right. to ask. You're getting all this information. But if you scroll through that article and see a few ads, that's how we get paid. So, yes, we do need to see that. But at the same time, you could do an article in your voice and you can do an article properly and you could do an article that gets to the heart of the matter. And if you have something to say on that, your article is going to be five, six, seven paragraphs long because you are in that you want to talk about that. Yeah. I'm not going to say, look, we cover a whole lot of cupcakes. You know, I, you know what I don't ever want to write about again a is a cupcake. But you know what? I also realized be six that tomorrow, cupcake is absolutely going to make money, and people yeah. love hearing about that. Doesn't mean that I, I, it's the, my favorite thing in the world. But you know what? My job, our job at Chip and Co, is simple. We're selling you the dream of coming down here, and if that cupcake is going to make you happy, then we're going to show you that cupcake because we want to make you happy, and we want you to have come back and click again on another article, and we want you to think that we're also semi-intelligent and not a bunch of monkeys bashing at a keyboard. Right. So, so um, you said the word "you" about fifteen times in that paragraph, and that's the point. The point is, is writing for the audience. Figuring out what you, as the reader, want to find out. So, so we, we as fans of Disney, all of us, everyone watching, 
everyone on every channel that that loves uh, loves Disney enough to partake in anything on any medium on any outlet. You are the ten percent. You are the one in ten of people that you know that go to Disney that actually know you know more than all of them, all of them. And the thing is, is like you said, that one cupcake to that one person who finally read that one article because they're going in three weeks and they now want to see what's going on. That's what you're writing for. There's I'm I'm a huge Gary V fan. And like I'm I'm like the it's it's the jab, 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 jab hook theory, right? Give, 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 then ask. Right? That's kind of kind of how I roll. And it's all about caring about who you're talking to more than right. anything in the entire so, world. So when you ask the original question was how do yeah. you keep it fresh? It's you have to know these things. You just have to know what your audience is. You have to know what you're writing about. You have to know why you're writing about it. And you have to there's a bit of caring involved. You have to care about yeah. it. But then at the same time you go, okay, what is not being used and what's not being inundated? What can we do that's new? We could start a podcast network. We right. could put up a few videos on YouTube. Look, there's a reason why you don't see us live on YouTube. We are not good live streamers. I I could I go out there, fine now, but continue. I could hold up the camera. I could do an amazing yeah. job. I can show you the fireworks. But I'm not sitting there. I haven't invested money in it. I haven't invested time in it. I'm taking right. away what these other live streamers are already doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit there and take everything from everybody because that's not fair. There is enough things and enough space for everybody to do this and to make money and have a good time doing it. There's an overarching thought, and uh, unfortunately, it's in every niche. Um, during COVID, I decided that Disney, you know, being down and whatever. So I, uh, thanks to my friend Shep, uh, we <laughs> we started streaming Call of Duty on Twitch. Completely different audience, right? So, um, but you get into that kind of niche as well, and whatever. And there's there's two schools of thought. There's what you just said where there's something for everyone. And unfortunately, that's the minority. The majority is I am in competition with all of these people. And I'm not naive enough to know that there are that technically you're in competition with everyone that like you, you talk to in the Disney space. You are because who is going to spend their time looking at Disney stuff? There's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many hours that someone's going to do it. So technically you're in competition. But. Like you said, if you can figure out how to carve out your little neck of this woods, you can be fantastically successful. So, and and play on your strengths. When I used to tour, I used to tour with a country artist, yes. um, a gentleman named Colin Ray, and we would do festivals. And our bass player would get out there every night. And during the festival, be like, all right, guys, we're going to play better than them. We're going to beat them. We're going to be, we're, it's our, I'm like, dude, yeah. we're at a festival. First off, uh, half the audience is here for us. The other half is here for them. Right. Where's the competition? Like, th this is art. This is music. This is yeah. fun. Exactly. Whoa, dude. Like, I, I'm cool. And they never understood that. Like, here I am with a bunch of Southern guys who were amazing people. And yeah. here I am from Philly. And they thought I'd be the hardcore one with the attitude. And I'm like, man, it's all good. 
Let's just mm-hmm. chill. Just relax. We're going to do our set. The people are either going to love us or hate us. Maybe we get a new few fans. Maybe we spread the fans around. Disney's almost the same way. Mm-hmm. There is a finite number of fans. They are paying attention to more than one site. They're interacting with more than one site. I don't know how many times I've had people come up to me like, oh, Greg from Chip and Go. Great. Hey, I love this. And then they'll start talking to me about Nate or Tim. Well, of or course. they'll tell them, I'll yeah. talk about AJ or any of these other ones. And you know what? That's awesome, man. I'm glad you're getting this yeah. information from somewhere because at least you put my name in there. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's, um, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I, I know personally, and I'm trying to think, right? Like I am a, I am a touring plans like Stan and have been, but yeah, but because of what they do with, um, with their app and you know, it's, it's, it's a, 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 a very small, and I'm, I'm getting really specific here, but with what they do with that app, it's a very specific niche in this market. And that's what they've done to find that out. Now, granted, they have the blog and they have whatever, but the thing is, is that I don't necessarily go there for all of that information. You go to wherever. And, you know, th- this kind of goes into like like social media on top of it. With, with more people actually um, attempting to find their news on social media, how are you guys working towards directing them to the actual website? Like what's, what's your thought process there? So we are, and here's my thought process and uh, it seems to be working. And I am not, uh, technically I would be considered an influencer, correct? You are. We're all influencers. I influence people. It doesn't matter what medium I'm using. We're influencing people. We're trying to influence people to come to Disney and see the light and see how beautiful this place is and escape it all and come down here. Right. But when I go to an event, when I go to Disney, I don't turn the camera around on myself. The what I'm showing you is what is there. Mm hmm. That's what my job is, is to show you the information that is there. So as a media source, that's what we're bringing you. We're not bringing you what other people will do. And they do a really good job. Look, LBV, Dapper Danielle, people like that can turn the camera on themselves and the product will be there, Mm -hmm. but they're building up community of themselves. Yeah. They're and the they're brand. Selling, yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. Pian- Chip and Co. Piano is the brand Rob. As well. Piano Rob sells himself Dude. because he's an amazing piano player. R- Rob's fantastic. This is how he's got to make money. This Jojo, is his job. Kyle, friends of the podcast. Right. You know, like all, all of them good are, at yeah. what they do. Mm-hmm. Our job, though, is to report the news. Here's what's coming out. Here's what Bob Iger said. Here's what new movies are coming out. Here's some a uh, look behind some of what's going on. Here's here's the new cupcake. I'm going to use that example again. Right. This is the news. This is what's coming out. So we just have to keep doing it that way. And right. people realize that and they go, oh, when I need news, I can go to chipandcompany.com and get the news. So when we go on to Instagram, when we do any other media, it's, hey, here's an article that we just did. Here's some pictures of it. If you'd like to know more about it, please go click on the article. Right. Some stuff is given away for free 
And that's fine. If you want to right. do this and give all that information away for free, you're that's that's your gig, man. That's what you want to do. You're showing yourself giving the information away for free. Our job is to come come to the website where you're going to be able to get involved and read the article, find right. out more in depth on it and do it that way. And there's a place for all of that out there. And what we've learned is, look, one thing we know very well of is what our demographics are. Right. Who we're talking to. I am a middle-aged man all of a sudden. Like, I don't know when that happened, but apparently somewhere in life, I became one of those. It's absolute um, BS, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> just called me an aged man. Like, <laughs> man, what? I, what's middle-aged man? Like, is it how how long do you know I'm going to live? I could have, I could be That's a fair. senior by now. Right. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I know who we're talking to. Right. That's one of the big things about Chip and Co. We know who we're talking to. It's 83% female between the ages of 25 and 55, and they have residual yeah. income that they can do. And they're the ones who are going to plan the Disney vacation. They're the yep. ones who are going to tell their husbands what to do. And meanwhile, the husbands are just like, I'm cool, man. I'm just going to make her happy. I am 100% the minority in that because I'm the one who plans on this end. 100% when it comes to Disney. I turned my wife into a Disney fan. But but yeah, I mean that's that's the that is the majority of the demographic, right? It's moms who want to go to Disney. 100%. Right. I, mean, and I mean, I'm basically want, a mom that wants to go to Disney. And, so. I I literally am a mom who lives by Disney. Like yeah, right? let's not get the let's not <laughs> yeah, get anybody, like man. Twist, like, right? I know. I'm not I'm not throwing like nobody's being thrown under the bus in, unless it's me. I'll throw myself under first. Oh, yeah, Thank you very much. Like I am I'm a Disney stan. Like there's a reason. Again, we talked at the beginning. <laughs> why do I live down here? Because yeah. it's Disney. Simple as that. <laughs> Rachel 50 and says, Oh man, I'm a statistic. <laughs> Hey, if I have to be middle-aged, you can be a statistic. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, Kenneth says that he's not. He doesn't he doesn't meet the uh the target demographic, so so yeah. Kenneth, right, you'll find then, some the, stuff over there. You're good. You'll find something somewhere along the lines because if it's if you're not seeing you your target demographic on one thing at Chip and Co. Go to the podcast and you will find a whole different demographic well, over there. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of like a go watch this and that. We are definitely not playing into that demographic. Well, kind of we are. I mean, it's it's a thing. It's so it's it's funny because we're we're talking in like like big words, old school media like thought process, but it's the exact same damn thing as saying know your audience, know who you're talking to. Know who you're know who you're producing the content that you're producing for, and uh, you know it's 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 uh, uh, it 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 cracks me up um, when and I felt I've fallen into this. I mean, I am one hundred percent kind of snarky, and you will find about once every five shorts that I make, it's that snark that comes out. And that is not what a lot of people in the Disney community would like to see. <laughs> Just saying. I have gotten more comments about let it go in in regards to the great movie ride. And I will never let it go. Ever. Uh, you know, 
that's one thing that we need to change in this society. You should be able to have an opinion, oh, yeah. say what your opinion is, and not be judged completely by it. It's like, look, I think this way, but I'm not trying to bomb children. I'm trying to <laughs> say I don't like Bob Iger. That's all. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's uh that is the worst analogy ever by the way bombing children and bombing <laughs> i should not put them in the same you sentence. could you could have said pay- so sorry you, you could have said paycheck and everyone would have been like he probably bombs oh, children on tuesdays yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that disney money exactly whoa, his golden whoa, his golden whoa. parachute uh snarky dave with the spectacular rants yeah dave rants are a thing um no it's uh it's it's it, we we we, we kind of said it we kind of live in the grays right like the fact that uh and i i think in my heart of hearts it's coming back around and i hope um on 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 all hope that is out there that we are getting back to when we can have real discourse on things that matter as opposed to us having real discourse on whether or not bob Iger being extended for two years uh is going to make or break your life i mean it, it's it's really interesting how Every single decision that happens in your in your sphere, uh, people take extremely seriously, and and sometimes you have to realize. I saw a it was a Kevin Hart interview with Rogan, and I just saw it this evening. Um, and it was Kevin Hart talking about um, you know, what happens on a bad day, and he's like, "Well, I just realized that the sun's gonna come up tomorrow morning, and and then the moon's gonna 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 come up that night, and you know, it's another day, and whatever happened today is kind of a." kind of a kind of a thing um so here's a question it's it's yeah i don't know if you find this and here's Mm. i so with (laughs) chip and co yeah you're good we there's a certain line that we 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 don't cross we don't get into politics we don't get into anything but we do have opinions on certain things um but there's a point where you as a creator have to be yourself you just have to be yourself and you're either going to get an audience because they agree with you and are in the same camp with you, or you're going to get an audience because they want to tell you how wrong you are. So either way, if you are being yourself, you're going to get a following. And if you're really true to what you're saying and you believe in it, you're going to get people from both sides. You hope the majority is going to be in your camp and love what you do. But then it comes down to is how true can you be? Because then you have to turn off your comments. You have to not follow what anybody <laughs> no. else is talking about. And like never turn th- off your comments. Right. But then at that point, yeah. how true to yourself are you being doing this? So so I think that the real hope is that um people find you because they love you or they hate you. If you're if you're going down that road where you're having hard opinions, right? Um with with whatever, right? Uh people find you at that point because they love you and they hate you, and you hope that the conversation that you can have on whatever platform you're on um, can be, can, can live in the minutia, right? That you're, you're, you have the ability to, to stick to your beliefs, but have a conversation just because you're having, just because you think one way and I think another way um, doesn't mean that we can't be friends. 
doesn't mean that we can't come to an agreement. And in my my overarching opinion on what is going on in this country is that the two percent on the left and the two percent on the right are making the ninety six percent in the middle hate each other, and that's absolute BS. Because the ninety six and the ninety six percent in the middle all want the same thing. They want to live. They just want to live and let live. Like that's it. It's it's really it's, it's I, that's a really interesting dynamic. Amazing that you say that. So. We were having a discussion in one of our chats earlier about the uh, writer strike in the SAG and the actors joining Ooh. them today. Yes. And the only thing I could come up with, because I just didn't care, I was like, you do realize the majority of Americans, average Joe out there, has no clue this is going on, nor do they care. Exactly. Because you're talking about money that people aren't there they they want to be entertained by you they don't want they don't care about striking they don't care about disney making billions they don't care about any of that stuff they just want entertainment we yeah. just want to be pulled out of our reality for 2 hours at a time or 30 minutes at a time and who cares who's behind the screen like so yeah i mean i think it's along the same lines like you the the, the that gray area right in the middle 96% of people just aren't going to care about all this. Yeah. And I mean, so, yeah. I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off, but like, no, no, no. Like, you're good. Like, we were having a conversation on someone's, someone's live stream I popped on. I don't know what we were talking about, but I'm like, why isn't something coming out sooner? And they're like, that's not going to happen because of the writer's strike. And I knew about it, but I didn't even put two and two together that you can't finish rewrites without a writer. And, and I'm in this. This is what I do. Right. Like, like, like this is my hobby <laughs> and I should know this. I should. But like, I, 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 I don't know. I'm with you on that. Like, it's just it's, right. Uh, so do, uh, do Mark and I, when we write our podcast, are we not supposed to write our podcast? I don't know, now? man. Are you, are like, you, are you, uh, we're not, you we're not, no, we're, are we scabs? <laughs> like we're not part of the union. Am I scabbing over by writing a podcast right. about Disney? Absolutely I don't know what, not. I don't know what to do, man. It's a lot of gray area here. It's <laughs> crazy. So, um, so, so you mentioned Bob Iger, and we were about to talk about this pre, and I want to get into your Iger theory um, as to, you know, you said to me, Iger has re-signed for two more years, and it blew my theory away. So, what, it's nuanced, let's rock and roll. <laughs> That's so, here we go. All right. Uh, I'm so here sometimes it, I can get a little negative on things. That's fine. And it's That's it's fine. not a negative thing, but uh so okay, this is going to be it's convoluted, so just follow me for a second. And I'm gonna I'm gonna right. throw my 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 podcast partner Dislife Mark with me because he he brought Ooh. up the okay. So Disney adults, the majority of us who cover Disney in a general daily basis, right? Uh, and a lot of people who move down here to get into Disney, the, the majority of people are escaping reality. You use Disney and I, I, I'm not doing this to say this negatively, but cause I do it myself. Whenever you have a mental issue or you're having problems and you live down here, you go to the park to escape reality. You go to the park right. to escape these things. I'm not laughing because this is really interesting because I've been thinking of through some stuff recently, but continue. Go ahead. You go to the park to escape. Every time yeah. I come down, I want to go in the bubble. There's a reason I hate staying off property. It's because I want to be in the bubble and forget about work and life and all that. 
Right. As a Disney adult who lives down here and does media and is in the parks five days a week taking pictures, I can tell you that's true. Absolutely true. And I can tell you the majority of influencers, the majority of all the uh, people on YouTube doing this from the parks, we all have something there. And I'm not a psychiatrist to say what it is, but there's something deep set that's behind it that makes you want to do this. And that's fine. So which brings me around to Disney right now has nothing in the pipeline. Okay, we're in a very strange point, especially when you're in the media things, right? We have Communicore Hall, we have Moana Journey of Water, and then we have a hotel, two hotels, maybe, maybe that's it. That's it. Okay, that's going to be done by 2023. The hotel 2024, Tiana's, which is just a retheme, that's not anything new, 2024. What's yeah. after that? There's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, and we haven't heard like little buzzes behind scenes. We haven't heard anything coming through the pipeline. Yeah. And for months now, I've been like, well, yeah, it's because Bob Iger is looking for his replacement. He doesn't want to be that man who comes out and goes, we're doing this. And then a new CEO comes in and changes it all. And right. now you have everybody going nuts. So with Bob Iger being re-signed, it's like, mm-hmm. okay but we still don't have anything in the pipeline. We still have, don't have any announcements about anything. What are we going to do as media and people who cover this when there's nothing to look forward to, which comes down to, sorry. And no, just, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Continue. So what, if there's nothing to look forward to, what do we do in the meantime? How do we keep bringing this news to people? And more importantly, What's going on in the Disney bubble that is preventing us from knowing what the future holds? Or are we in such a flux state coming out of COVID and pandemic times that this uh, getting rid of Chapek, Iger leaving, Chapek coming in, Chapek leaving, Iger coming back in, Iger leaving, bringing somebody else new. Nope, Iger staying. We don't even know what's going on at the head of the board. And in the meantime, we're told, uh, Christine McCarthy left because uh, maybe she didn't wasn't going to be around for the new CEO. We heard the chief diversity officer left because we didn't know if she was going to be around. There is something going on down here right now that I can't put my finger on. And I don't think a lot of people are thinking about because my whole industry revolves around what's next. What is Disney doing next? What are we going to get? Let's hype this up for months on end. There's nothing to hype anymore. We have nothing in the pipe works. So I was at D23 as well. I was super pumped for what went on or for like, I was super pumped a, that we got, uh, we were, we were, um, we got the panel, right? So we got the parks panel as something we could go to. I was also super pumped that the people I was with, one of them who shall remain nameless, did not follow the line, and we sat three rows behind Bob Chapek, dead center. <laughs> okay, cool. We're not going to talk about it. Anywho, wait, 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 wait. Was your group in the first panel also the uh, Legends panel when Mister mm, Chapek was... came out and the one person booed him? Uh, I was not there for that. Okay, so I, I just I've been looking for that one person. That's yeah. all. Um, it's possible. I 
it's possible. Um, no, I was I was at the uh, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers panel, which was fantastic. Oh, by the way. so super jealous. good, super good. So, um, anywho, we are sitting there. Josh tomorrow that everyone loves comes out and literally gives what I could have given as a blue sky podcast about over over there in Animal Kingdom where there was dinosaur land. We're going to put some IP in it. And over there, we have a little spot that we might be able to expand in behind Big Thunder Mountain. But over there, we might put some IP in it. It's only said. Maybe. It's like, it's like maybe. And it was like, that's what you have for Disneyland. Or I'm sorry, Disney World. The only thing you had for real is that you are uh, kowtowing to your fans for once and actually bringing Happily Ever After back. It's the uh, only news. And a ghost. I got nothing. I got nothing. It was a ghost at, and happily ever after. Yeah, so bad. And, and as as a Disney World guy, um, I was like, "What are you gonna do to What are you gonna do?" Now they've obviously said they're gonna drop ten billion dollars into it, into World, right? So that seven? No, actually, it was seventeen billion over. Was it seventeen billion? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seventeen billion over ten years. My bad. I have my numbers backwards. Um. What does that mean? Does it mean that you are going to you're you're getting done with your second park in the last six years that you have you have completely revamped? So Epcot's almost done. Uh, you did Magic Kingdom right before that. So literally the next thing on the plate would be Animal Kingdom, which means the Dino Land is finally gone. What are you going to put in? My guess is it's going to be the split between Moana and Zootopia, which frankly, in my opinion, is dumb. Do Zoo do Zootopia? Call it a day because that fits. I don't think Moana fits. I think I I I I really don't. It's not an it. it, it, it. No, stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. No, I, I, it's dumb. And and I get that you want Encanto in the parks, and it makes sense that you would do that. But like, it was Encanto slash Villains Land. Like those are the two choices. The world, everyone who is here for it is going to want Villains Land because they've wanted it forever. They've wanted a Villains Park forever. $17 billion on two spots. Absolutely, absolutely over budget. That's worse than the government putting in a toilet seat for $5,000. Um, is it fifth gate time? What do you know? Have you heard? Yeah. So <laughs> the answer is no. Like I can just yeah, hardcore. Right. They'll, you'll never see that. You will not see that. I, 50, 100 years. You really don't think we're ever going to see a fifth gate in years? Really? Yeah. I, and I think by even 50 years from now, I think it's going to be so expensive that they're like, nah, no, they right. can expand all they want outside of their gates. They can knock down a highway and put in a, more land. Like, no, there's look at, uh, yeah. So again, when you go to the Reedy Creek board stuff and you hear how they really have things worked out contract wise and how the development of the land is supposed to happen. Yes, there is one more park that is allowed to be built. Uh, one major the park that's allowed to be built. There's two uh, water parks or side parks that are still allowed to be built on the land right. in the next 30 years, whatever. Will you ever see another? No, I mean, who's going to 
Look at how much money it costs right now to build. I think what is it, Tokyo Disney or wherever that Frozen Land is going in? It's well, like what's five... Epic's budget right now? Uh, you know what? I don't know what their budget is. I, I just wondered. It, we're good. Continue. But let's go to Epic, right? Yeah. Epic is just a theme park. Like no matter how much they put in everything, and I'm not pooping on Universal. Yeah, Universal. Yeah, I'm with you. But they're not Disney, okay? It's they're fair. still an afterthought. They're still, I'm going to go to Disney and Universal. Uh, I'm going to go spend five days at Disney and then two days at Universal. I actually had a very good family friend only go to Universal this year. For the first time I've ever heard of ever. Continue because on. it's fun. Yeah, agreed. But it's a step above. It's not Six Flags. It's not SeaWorld. It's above that. But it's not what Disney does. Disney has longstanding magic and nostalgia built behind it. And it's a whole lot more than just going on Rip Rocket Rocket or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Epic is you're going to ride Rip Ride Rocket. Like, really, do we need another Fast and the Furious roller coaster? No, no not, okay. You're speaking to millennials. Those millennials will grow up and they will then want to go to Universal all the time. That's fine. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, Potter's the big win for them <clears throat> because Potter is going to beget Potter kids. For and, now. And, well, I think, I think continue. Oh, you let her keep talking and she is alienating no, this new generation. These that's kids fair. know what they're talking about. Like, I, that's why I love this new generation coming up, man. These kids are so smart and so yeah. well-educated and they know yeah. they believe in issues and they believe in stuff, my, my, whether my, it's real or not, bah, but my, my, my 10 year old who, after my, my older, my, my older daughter, uh, said, Hey, let's go do a core exercise, like uh, routine. He looked up online what would be good and what would be bad. And then had a hard opinion immediately. He's also 85. He's 10 and 85 at the same time. So it's interesting, but, uh, but yeah, continue. I'm with you on that. They're, they know how to use their stuff for sure. <laughs> they are way more educated than I will ever be like, That's and same. props like yeah. they have way more information at their disposal than you and I ever did. Like when I wanted to get information, I had to sneak on like scrambled porn in the middle of the <laughs> night or something. <laughs> like Cinemax didn't exist red, in my house. <laughs> red, red shoe diaries. <laughs> uh, the stuff you say live. Uh, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> like people are like, oh, you said that. Yeah, I apologize. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I just don't. Is Disney going to add something? Of course they're going to add something. Right. Is there a new park? I. I don't think so. I don't think you'll ever see that. I think I think we as a community love blue skying everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's us into a conversation. I think you can have these daydreams and and have amazing right. like that's Disney. You can have these conversations, but the reality of things is completely different than anything else. And if you really want to know the reality of it, you would pull out these uh, Reedy Creek improvement or whatever the new district, Central Florida yeah. tourism, blah, 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 and see what the real reports state and what their real numbers are and see where Disney is doing positive and where they're doing negative. And I don't think they have the resources or the numbers to pull in, especially in this economy of Fifth Park. And I don't think they will for a while. Right. No, it's uh, I mean, that's kind of the whole the whole point is 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 blue skying, whatever. But uh, um, 
that's the point of going to Disney, right? Like ever I, I since I've been part of this community and we're going back a decade and a half, there's been rumors of a fifth park the entire time. Entire time. Um but they they do need to provide more for the people that are going to the parks because you know, I mean, you go to the parks all the time. Um, they were crowded, significantly crowded. Um, allegedly they're not anymore. Saw that again. Yeah, not uh not crowded, not crowded. Um, is it time to worry? No, but is it time to start asking the question, what is going on? Why is it not crowded? You can blame the heat all you want, but how many times have we all been down here in the middle of 100% humidity on a 100-degree day and just been like, yeah, let's go on Splash Mountain again? Well, how many families are like me? Uh, I am not going in 2023. I have not been since July of 2022. It has been a year, and I will not be going until May of 2024. Um, Due to finances, 100%. If I win the Powerball on Saturday... $850 850 million, we're all going. And we're house in uh, Golden Oak. Yeah, exactly. It's rocking roll. Two of them side by yeah. side. <laughs> yeah. The guest house. <laughs> the 10 bedroom guest house. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, if I got a house in Golden Oak, they would kick me out of Golden Oak. They, either that or everyone else would move out. It'd be Oh, really I am bringing the property value down yeah, by a 100%. million that's, instantly. That's, that's that's my goal. Yeah. But um but it's 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 interesting because this is the time that we would go and it's always crowded um and it's really interesting to see that it's that it's not but anywho two things that disney needs to address one is more stuff to do in the parks that they have more real things to do that people are going to want to do i guess three things two being able to build them faster than four freaking years that's two. And three, I feel for anyone that has ever bought DVC. I really do for two reasons. One, if you are a DVC member and at seven months expect to be able to go stay at another resort, good luck. Two, the the overt promotion of renting points Um is probably going to bring an end to renting points. It's unfortunate. It really is. We've taken advantage of it, but we've done it through friends. We've never done it through one of the one of the sites. But the amount of uh of influencer conversations I've seen about um all of them, all of the sites, if you want to go stay at a deluxe at a moderate budget, this is how you do it which I think is taking up more inventory at DVC with non-DVC members. I am not a DVC owner, uh, nor do I play one on TV. Right, same. Um, I don't... I So, this is where I get myself in trouble. Let's call it like it is. It's a timeshare. You're buying it. Oh, 100% it is. At the end of the day, it's a timeshare. It's a timeshare and you're buying it in central Florida and yeah, uh, you just get the Disney name behind it. 
Look, uh, people start. They, Disney got angry about a few other things DVC owners were doing, and they were like, "Yeah, now if you want to resell your contract, you have to offer it to us first, and we get first yep. right of refusal, and yep. we can pay you less than what the value is because exactly. we're Disney and we own it. Because yep. even though you own part of it, you don't own anything." Right. Secondly, on that same thought process is if you buy resale market now, you can only stay at your own resort. And you don't get the blue card. Nope. You don't get anything. Yeah. So you can't go to Moonlight Magic. You can't go to Disney Villains Lair. Mm -hmm. You don't get the perks and the uh, whatever else is there. I Now, listen, on the other hand, I do know DVC owners who use it every other year or every summer. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is what they come down here religiously every year for seven days or 10 days. Mm -hmm. And they use exact amount of points they bought originally. They stay at the place that they want to stay at and they love it every year. And they, the way they, that it was intended. They planned it. Yeah, they did it how it was planned to. Influencers and other people have figured out how to manipulate the system in the guests' favor. And when that happens, uh, everybody gets in trouble for it. Like, and Disney comes down, like they're the old school marm. And you know what? With the whole class yeah. gets in trouble yeah. instead of Greg or Dave for talking. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the unfortunate part. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a friend who's like, look, I'm not going this year. I got to get rid of these points. Do you, do you want to buy them off me? And I'll set everything up. Cool. It's, it's one thing for, Oh, it's another thing for, uh, you know, and I would never, ever trust this, but I know a lot of people who would do it yearly on the Disboards or some other forum where they would send a significant amount of money to someone who would book their trip for them. They could easily get screwed out of. Um, again, it's vetting the people that would do that. Uh, now, the fact that I can grab a credit card. And pay. Wait, can you hold that up a little higher? No, because so I, had, I, I was okay. smart. It's the back <laughs> and I'm covering a lot of it. Can hold up a credit card. I can, I can, yeah, you're good. Uh, um, it's uh, it, it, you can put it on a credit card and go through one of these services that is going to manage everything for you. I think it's a fantastic business thought. Um, it is going to drive itself to a point where it is not tenable anymore at all. Uh, and and it sucks because I have I have. Dude, one year we stayed at the Poly for a thousand dollars for seven nights. Dang! Because a friend of ours said, "Hey, I have points." We said, "What do you want?" We said, "A thousand bucks." Cool. It was yeah. it, it was it was a relational conversation. It wasn't a business driven conversation. Right. So. <laughs> we can go back to again this whole uh actor striking and stuff like that look yeah. capitalism works on many many levels and it's a wonderful system but yeah. then it is also a snake that's going to eat itself because yeah. it's always about growth it's always about mm -hmm. building and expanding yeah and unfortunately when you do that and you don't have any more uh places for people to go or stay and you're always overbooked yeah, it's going to turn on itself and something is not going to be happy. And then Disney's going to yeah. have to redo the whole thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, I, I uh, yeah, I am not yeah. privileged enough to be a DVC owner. Yeah, no, I'm not either. And the thing is, is like, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed because I almost bought in 2010 and it was like 
like monopoly money compared to what you're buying in now. I think it was I think it was 200 points at Wilderness Lodge. Maybe not Wilderness Lodge. No, I think it was because Wilderness Lodge was the newest one at that point. Mm-hmm. I think it was two 200 points at Wilderness Lodge, and I it was under eight grand. But that was that was secondary market, and that was in 2010. That was 15 years ago, basically. Right, so you probably would have had about thirty years left on that contract to enjoy. But it doesn't matter because I, I, I would have, I would have made my money back in oh. five to seven years, as much as we go. So we used to come down here when we were poor, like poor. Right. So, did you ever do the DVC meetings like before, prior to pandemic? No, I've never like, done one. Please ever. take the tour. Well. At one point, they were up to like, oh, please take the tour. We'll give each of you $125. I remember that, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah I, I want to eat this week. I just spent all my money on Disney. I'm right. taking the tour, and you right. can do it like two or three times. Speaking of manipulating the system, yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really sucks. Dude, it really sucks because it happens on everything. Like It's like I, I remember seeing posts of people who have, who are like, I am dropping all of these ADRs tomorrow. And there's like six in a day. And it's like, why? Well, why? isn't that what people got in trouble with over at uh, Fort Wilderness? Cause well, they were booking up these cabins in like huge blocks. Yeah. And just taking it off the market and then they would sit empty because they never really used them or sold them or I don't know. Look, so this is where i'll get in trouble and uh you're fine you know what (laughs) um it's the same thing with resellers here the same people who when haunted mansion bags dropped the other day uh they yelled at the cast member long enough that the cast member was like yeah it's a two person two limit and they were like well i don't see a sign and they badgered him to death so then they bought 20 of each bag right it's like, so, yeah, you're taking all the market from people who really need it. So, so you, who had nothing to do with the creation, the design, the mm-hmm. implementation, the nothing, and you can now take that money and make money off of it, even though yep. you had nothing to do with it. Yep. I am not anti-reseller. I will gladly say that. I am anti-a-hole reseller, but I'm not anti-reselling things. Because I also can, there's a difference between personal shopping you can, you, and you reselling. Can, in my but opinion. also you can ethically go there and buy your limit and be an adult about it and then go online and list it to make a profit because you have that. Because there are thousands of people that want that that can't get to the park that day. You are that's different. That's different. You, Selling you to are people who can't providing a service by reselling that bag online. If you are an a-hole about it, that's your prerogative, but bad juju all around. I, 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 I have neglected to get into this conversation before because I'm also the guy that would really like to go or like has, has attempted to, in Web3, buy and resell NFTs to make a profit. It's right. the same damn thing, but with lounge flies. But if there's a limit, don't be the asshole that's going to push the limit because that's wrong. That's just not being a human being. Do what you want to do to make money. I get that. But at the same token, realize that you're shelling out a bunch of money and then you have to resell it to make that back. So Juju plays a part in this, man. I, I, 
I get it. I know a lot of people hate the fact that someone will walk in and and whatever. Like it's like bringing your kid and who's four who isn't going to buy ten bags, and now you can buy twenty. That's BS. <laughs> or you have a stroller and no child. Oh, exactly. Uh, oh, he's asleep. Those... Don't look in there. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, afraid of light. There's no baby in there. Like I, I don't. I don't mind people buying. I there's rules. Okay. Uh, there's both written and unwritten rules. Yeah. I'm not asking you to break the written rules. I can understand going up to the line on the rules of the unwritten rules, but just make it fair for everybody involved where one person doesn't have the advantage of buying 20 and the next person has the, can only buy one. Like there's enough product yeah. to go around yeah and look i don't mind people making money but it's it yeah i don't know i yeah the the emotional answer is these guys are screwing everyone out of it the, the real answer is yes they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing but but they're, they're basically ebay sellers and they're trying to get product that's just what it what it comes down to so whether they buy it there or they buy it in three months, whenever it's all on sale over in Vineland, what's the difference? To them, it's profit because Vineland's cheaper. But like, like right. there are some really, really egregious business practices in every, every business oh, that yeah. you'll get into. And, and there are in this as well. And it's really disgusting. But so... When like, I was like, touring like, with I fans. have four kids yeah. that are standing in line. That's right. stupid. In 90 degree weather in Florida, you're not a good parent. Right. So uh, I used to not was, not in Florida, not uh, if you're going to resell just to make your kids buy things that they're not going to use ever. That's what I'm talking about. I, I, I don't want yeah. this taken out of context. Someone's going to no, no, no. put it on I YouTube. And like, right. Nothing like saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah, no. Whatever. So when I was touring with bands. Right. I worked for a band that was unsigned, unpublished, was doing everything independently. Right. Okay? We lived off of ticket sales. What I was always bothered with is the scalpers who would buy chunks of tickets 20, 30 at a time. Mm -hmm. And then they would go outside and start reselling it to these kids who didn't have much more money than we did. And right. this is their, this is what they've saved up all year to go and do. Mm -hmm. They should have had the advantage of being able to buy these tickets and going to see this band instead of having to now spend every ounce of money they saved up over a year to just right. get that ticket because one guy had the money to begin with and went blank you. I'm right. going to buy at least up and resell it to you. So yeah. I, 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 I think that's where my, that comes from on, yeah. because I want to make sure that everybody gets look scarcity and Disney is really good about bringing up that FOMO. What Disney's amazing at FOMO, aren't they? Pretending about scarcity. Cause you remember the figment bucket from last year. That was that was unscarcity about four weeks later after people spent two hundred bucks a popcorn bucket. How about the kid who sold the picture of the popcorn bucket? Dude, that's you amazing. Remember? I love that. That's my favorite story of the year, man. Yeah, it was so good. Was it seven hundred bucks he got for that? 
I don't know, but it ended up going to a charity, whatever. It was right, like one of the most, right. the most amazing, heartwarming things. And you're just like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, good right, for yeah. him, man. He's a yeah. good kid. No, nah, it was it was super smart. Here's a drawing of the bucket. I don't have it. It was so yep. good, man. Don't was, even have it, a bucket. It was but so good. Go. I've yeah. actually given away three of those popcorn yeah. buckets. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> like, it's it was crazy. Um, But at any rate, so... I mean, the real issue now is that you have people who create bots to go buy everything. Like, look at the Taylor Swift issue. Those tickets? Holy hell. I about, I about said Blockbuster. It's not Blockbuster. It's Ticketmaster. My bad. I'm old. <laughs> Are we renting the tickets and have to bring no, That's what tomorrow? I'm saying. Make sure you be kind. Rewind. Right? <laughs> All all T Swizzle yeah. tickets come in a little pouch, that, or what is that? The little case that you had to open. Yeah, what are they called? Clamshell, clamshell yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Talk yeah, about aging crazy. ourselves. All this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, well, and 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 that's and I'm thing. like I'm like okay, great. T Swizzle fans are upset at Ticketmaster now. Where were they in '93 uh, when Pearl Jam was like, you know what? I don't really like Ticketmaster. Yeah, something about Ticketmaster. I don't know yeah. how I turned into what his name from King of the Hill, but that's <laughs> Boomhauer. Yeah, that was pretty. It was, it was more <laughs> did, was, Boomhauer better. Yeah, that was more Boomhauer than any better, yeah. but we'll take it either way. You know where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, back to influencing. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. No, sorry. That's that's uh, you know, I mean, you look at it in in a lot of other um. That happens in every single niche. I'm a beer nerd, huge beer nerd. There are people that ha would have glasses that are, you, you go to a festival, there's only 200 glasses produced, and then they would sell them on eBay for hundreds of dollars when they bought them for 25. But part of it is the fact that people couldn't get across the country to go to that festival. So, you know, it it's... Uh, just just take for example i'll give you one of the biggest upsells i've ever seen and right. uh hopefully dislike mark isn't listening to this one because he's gonna scream so you went to d23 right i did yeah did you pick up your Lorcana cards i didn't i didn't even know it was a thing or i would have and then i would have sold them on ebay for two grand i would have been all over it <laughs> you know how much they're going for now like 10 right oh 15 15 grand 15 grand That's for something that was given away for free. Not, not only even that, a game but, yet. And it's not even, it may not even hit the shelves because Upper Deck is suing Lorcana right now. Ugh. So this game may never even hit the shelves. That thing is going to go up to 50 or $100,000 yeah, for something yeah. that they were like, here, please take this. Play yeah, our exactly. game. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like, well, that, wasn't there one wow. that you could buy like the set for, wasn't it like, a, like 50 bucks where you get an actual set of cards? Uh, not at this one. No, they could say they never put out the full set. Okay. I thought, I thought there was like a set of six that were D 23 specific. You had to get them yeah, free was, every day. Is that what it was? Yeah. You could get them okay. free every day. You didn't yeah. have to buy anything. You, they literally were like, here you go. And then they handed you like, they were giving out one promo card of Mickey yeah. mouse. Mm -hmm. And then they gave you a pin. $15,000. That's insane. Debbie FOMO is fear of missing out. Um, Oh, yeah, sorry, Ted. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Um, yeah, dude. That I I learned about that halfway through. Um, must be like it was like halfway through day two, and I'm like, we gotta go get those. And it's like, yeah, they're all gone. 
They were all gone this morning, and then there will be another one tomorrow. It's like, geez, yep. all right, fine. Well, we couldn't wait in line because, you know, we went to the park. Because you can't wait in nothing. every line it's all so the dumb. time because that's all that was. Look, so um, are you? I would imagine Destination D23 is not on your bucket list this year. Which one? In Orlando? Yeah. No, it's not on my bucket yeah. list. What, is there anything going on? Like the Orlando one's like a pittance to what, what the California one is, Oh, it's right? it's more localized. It's yeah. more about Disney World specific. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows? That's yeah. the future that I'm talking about. It's like right now we have nothing in the pipeline. We have no, uh, not no future. I, I Please don't think of it that way. But a future of um, there's nothing that we know of there's nothing that we've been told there's nothing no rumors or anything happening uh, right we have the blue skies we have the this may that we talked about but normally destination d23 is where we should get the next five year drawn out and what the plans are uh so that was my fear so go back to that bob Iger conversation that was mm -hmm. my fear was uh with Bob Iger was supposed to leave and he was supposed to be finding his replacement. And so we had no direction. And now that Bob Iger's there, we have no direction. He's still searching for somebody who's going to take over the, one of the world's largest companies. Uh, it, and a CEO has to look over more than just these parks. Look, we, you and I, and a lot of other people, we look at just what's happening at these parks, what's right. happening and don't even realize how many other major companies Disney runs. Yeah. So as a CEO, you have to now run Fox. You have to run ESPN. You have to run ABC. You have to run Disney Parks. You have to run Disney Plus. You have to run Star Wars. You have to run Marvel. But not only that, they have gambling places that they own. Like mm -hmm. I, they own whatever that gambling house is attached to ESPN. Like, right. And then X amount of studios. Then you have the Imagineering Department. And then all the companies that go along with the Imagineering Department. Somebody has to be smart enough and be intelligent enough to take over and then implement things at each one of these facets of the company and go, here's the future direction we're going to go. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you do that in this day and age being such a large conglomeration of people. So the interesting thing to me is, is three things have come out that I've seen in the last roughly two weeks. One, the reemergence of the Apple is going to buy Disney rumor. The prediction that in the next three years, Apple is going to buy Disney. That's one. Two is Iger sticking around through 26. And then three, and this is the really interesting one, is that he said in that interview that he's thinking about selling off the TV portion. So that's selling off ABC as a channel. That's selling off ESPN as a channel. That's selling off... Uh, Fox News? No, no not Fox News. TV. Fox TV. Yeah. So, so you're talking about selling off three major networks. Now, we all know, like everyone except for people who work in TV, that TV's dead. Like classic standard cable television is dead. So the, the question is, have they seen... Um, such a poor turnout for Disney plus in general um, that that they're that they do not think that even though they were attempting to incorporate ESPN into Disney plus slash Hulu um, 
do they think that they're not going to be able to make any money from any of these and just get them the heck off their books? Or it's too much. Uh, yeah. So why would you sell is to make them. Yeah, that's brings up. A I mean, sell something that's going to junk to begin with. Like ESPN is on its way to zero. Yeah, but ESPN can come back because not everything still is streaming with when it comes to sports. Disney right. still makes a lot of money off of those sports. And you look at ESPN, mm -hmm. everybody wants to see it live. Uh, half the people want to still turn into their three over the air stations or four, whatever it was, ESP, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Yep. They still and want to choose one of those four. Yep. Cable so is much harder to get into, but Disney's cable ownings are a small proportion of what they really own. Because if you look at like what they own in India, I think mm -hmm. India star or whatever that is makes up a billion people compared to like a hundred million people here in the U S right. No. So I'm yeah, in the U S they're not going to be making those numbers, but yeah, I think you're, you're on the right path of that. Are, is that not going to make, make them or you sell it off because they're trying to make money right now to make their shareholders happy. Look at star Wars galactic star cruiser. Look at all these Disney plus streaming, uh, the movies that just went what was the new one? Uh, the new planet movie, um, uh, Mars. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. Um, Crater, Crater. They just released it two months ago. Already, they've sold it off. Like they took the tax write off for that. So yeah, they're making a lot of these deals where they're getting a lot of tax write offs on a right. lot of IPs, and what's going to be left to pick up of. So yeah, sell the TV stuff. Is that going to hurt or help Disney's bottom line? It just kind of takes something off the books that really is meaningless to them. What's what's really interesting to me is that Disney being as powerful of an entity that it is, has not approached someone like the NFL or the MLB or the NBA, right? More so in my eyes, it would be the NFL or the NBA. Both of those are up and coming. And an attempt to say, listen, how much do you need to not be on television? How much do you need for us to stream your stuff? How much do you need for you to do what every single person out there wants, which is me to be able to sit here, work on something, watch a game here and a game here on two different streams and not care. That's what I want. The company that decides to fork out money for that is going to win the live sports, whatever. Apple's starting to, and this is why I think Apple's smart, because they got MLS. Yeah, Disney, I think, tried to get MLS. Remember during the pandemic when so, MLS yeah. ended up coming down here and doing their final games here at Disney World? Right. Just like the ML, uh, it was the NBA came down here and did their, their finals down here. Um, who knows? I You know, that's such an huge question and to figure that one out look why didn't uh why didn't they buy wwe yet like that's, why that's did uh, like that could have been a great you're talking to that company knows how to keep bringing new fans into it yep yeah 100%. it's not it's worth a, a billion dollars right now mm -hmm. because they got rid of the old man who ran it and they brought in new fresh blood and kids are constantly getting into wrestling around eight years old and they could have bought that. Like uh, yep. there's a whole bunch of other stuff that they probably should have spent money on instead of buying other things like right. 
ESPN. So ESPN did really wonders, but look at the numbers that ABC, CBS, NBC still does. Like, why do they still show golf? CBS still shows right. golf every week because mm-hmm. they are getting the numbers of those guys who just want to sit on a couch. They don't want to flip through, put on something streaming. They yeah. don't care about downloading the golf app or something. No, but and, yeah. But go, no, go I think you're absolutely right. I think you, if, if if Disney comes into one of those major sports, so and then you go to go back, will Apple buy Disney? So I don't ever want to speak for the shareholders because whoever is controlling that and oh, it's just look. There's some greedy people in this world and they right. just want money. And who cares about the nostalgia of Disney as a brand or a company? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So yeah, who cares? Tim cook, come in, buy out Disney. And these people are just going to walk away. These investors are going to walk away with some amazing amounts of cash, mm-hmm. but that's going to ruin the business plan. That's going to ruin Disney. If you do something like that. So I hope somebody is sitting in the room going, let's, let's take a pause on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Apple is worth two tr- trillion. That's with a T trillion right. dollars. And they're the only company that can afford to buy Disney. Right. So uh, they, they are, I mean, obviously Elon could walk in and buy it. Um, th- there's, uh, I mean, he can buy it, me. It, I mean, yeah, agreed. Uh, it, we actually want Elon to buy this and that, like we're kind of there. We'll take the thousand dollars. We're good with it. Um, but like to, in all honesty, Apple and Disney have had a relationship and it's, and it's not like Apple doesn't understand nostalgia. It's not like Apple doesn't understand creating a rabid fan base. I'm completely coming at this from the opposite side where Apple purchasing Disney and putting money into it and stabilizing some of the things, selling off what isn't working and keeping what was core Disney the movies and the parks, right? I think Apple could theoretically do wonders. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I think that they could. I think that they understand marketing more than Disney understands marketing. And that's pretty tough to say. If I ever see Snow White biting into that apple and it's like, ring, I'm killing you, man. Yeah. You well, just set that hey, all into motion. I, I, I'm I blaming know. you fully I, on the I, Snow I White mean, that'd Apple be, thing. That would be officially no, and- <laughs> the the that that would be the first thing that they oh, look, showed. It's not yeah. poison. Just, yeah, oh. I know, I know. But like, like, I mean, I you have to realize Apple has created a rabid fan base that buys everything that comes out. Yes. They, they were the first, I mean, look, they were the first ones outside of a video game system mm-hmm. where that, the, they were a tech giant where everybody was like, they're the greatest thing ever. I got to have iPhone. I got to have iTouch. I yeah. got to have iMac. I got to buy a Lisa just so I have it. Yep. And you're like, dude, Lisa, give it a rest. If you're a little too much. Uh, yeah. And it just got everybody in the world behind. I'm just going, man, this, this company is what I want to be behind. And, and they had the guru at the head. Steve jobs knew how to talk to people and to, and that's what Disney's missing right now is that CEO. That is the, the Steve jobs 
what Michael Eisner was brilliant at it. He was yeah. a Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Disney has we have Bob Iger and Bob Iger knows what's best for his shareholders and knows what's best for business. But he right. does not have to speak to Josh DeMar does not know how to speak to an audience like a Steve uh, Jobs does. So, no, and I think your your thinking on that is is beyond brilliant. I think you're right on. It's it's interesting. And by the way, I just got to say M- Mandy V's comment of hi-ho, hi-ho, here's the new iPhone as a song. Um <laughs> would probably also hit it it'd probably hit the top of Spotify or iTunes technically. Um but yeah so 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 with that I mean going going back to what's going on CEO wise of of Disney um Iger signing on for two more years look I I I see it as Disney knows that they haven't hit expectations when it's come to the last five movies they've put out six going, going back to Ant-Man, right? Like they didn't hit international. Right. I, I would push back on two of those movies though. Right. Okay. Which I two? would push back on little mermaid. I think okay. it exceeded what they thought in these times it would do. And I think element, uh, took, of uh, Ariel's legs and ran with it. Right. Uh, um, Elemental still just strongly and people that's what after a movie's been out for two or three weeks people go all right it's over but Elemental still pulling in millions of dollars right. weekly it's yeah. not going to make what the general public thinks is a smash hit mm-hmm. but again it's Disney with Pixar it made two three hundred million dollars it did a really good international box office that IP can live on in the parks. It well, can that, live on in toys. It can live on in in uh, on demand. And and that's the that's the issue is that if you look at the comparison, its comparison is very similar to what Toy Story did originally. And so that they can jump on that and create what they did out of Toy Story with Elemental, okay, that's huge. I, I think that's a big win. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree with the Little Mermaid. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the live action stuff. I don't know why they continue to do it. I know that oh, actually I do. I do know why they continue to do it was because they had a hit with three of them and now they're going to try to do everything and they're going right. to have some misses. So counterpoint on that. Yeah. Disney owns these fabulous movies and they have these vault of just tremendous movies. Jody Benson, who is such a fabulous human being is my Ariel. She's my, that part of your world. Yep. That's that's my soundtrack of being 12 years old. Like that's what got me into Disney princess movies. Yeah. But there's a new generation. Yep. There is. I look, my grandkids look like Halle Bailey. Mm-hmm. So if I can have my grandkids see a princess Ariel that reflects mm-hmm. what they look like. Yeah. Then Disney remake this movie. You can remake this movie 50 times. You can keep putting out Toy Story movies every time. You know what? You always get a new audience. Kids are going to grow up. They're going to grow out of it. New kids are going to come along. So, yeah, you want to remake it? Eh, Remake it. What does it hurt? And and overall, that's what they're doing with live action. They're trying to um, they're trying to put, they're trying to leverage themselves into a new generation with live action versions of Mm -hmm. their old films so that they can still have the classic version and the live action version. I, I get it. Um, I don't. I, I. I don't know why they've chosen some of them recently. I get that. I don't necessarily get why Moana's coming. Although 
I'm, I'm kind of okay with it because if the rock's going to play it again, he still has to look <laughs> like the rock. So it can't be in 15 years. You um, know, I want, I want reverse animation. I want it to go from live action to animation. Give me Tron redone as an animated cartoon. I might actually the, watch it. Give me the black hole as an animated movie. Like take those movies and redo them that way. Like that would hit my nostalgia. But uh, look, as long as they make their budget, in right. the theater, yeah, it's a success in well, this day Dis- and age. They don't, they don't, yeah. Disney doesn't care, and they've never really cared about that. They know that they have IP, and they're going to continue to grow that IP. So, so they're 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 smarter than the average bear when it comes to it. Um, I think measuring the success of a film from the box office is dead, and it's been dead for several years. And COVID just put the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, because thanks because, Netflix. But it's not even Netflix. It's Amazon. Yeah. It's the fact that like. I can now go watch Guardians of the Galaxy and pay 20 bucks instead of taking my family to the theater for 100. Remember when these big tech companies were like, uh, Kazaa and uh, yeah. Napster are going to ruin this business and you're going to steal all the money. No, right, you right. did it to yourself. You outmaneuvered yourself and took yep. yourself out of the yeah. business. Simple they as did. that. And, and COVID didn't help. Um, and no. you know, there, there's been beyond that. I mean, COVID is one thing it, it, it's solidified and sped up the fact that a people like to buy stuff online now and don't really care to go to a store unless they can pick it up and they ordered it already. And it's in a box. So, so it's going to be real interesting. The first time that there's a home Depot built where all it is, is a boatload of lockers where you can walk in and buy the stuff that you bought online. And it's actually staged locally to you. Like the first company to really go down that road is going to win um in in each each niche right each uh each business we model. used to have a uh, up in the northeast we used to have mm-hmm. a company called best b-e-s-t okay and they would you would go in there and look at the magazine and you'd be like yeah i want to buy that right there mm-hmm. there was nothing on this floor yeah, there was nothing. It was just you walked into a door and was like, I want that. And it would come down a conveyor belt and you'd pick it up and you'd leave. Yeah. Like I, this that was tried years ago, a little before yeah. its time. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that's what it's going to come down to. And more and more people are going to learn how to not deal with each other and they're going to want to become more insular insular. And then to bring it back all the way to Disney, we're going to have more and more fights uh, coming out of those uh, crazy uh, after fireworks things. Well, exactly. And and so so that's a really good point that we could get into. But like my, my thing is, is that people want efficiency now. We've gone away from the the uh, I want to go peruse a store this this thing that we're sitting here talking to each other through has taken that away i can do all the research and and i'm in an industry where we have prided ourselves in knowing our product line and how to help better our customers using our products uh for years and we have to figure out that the purchasers that are coming to us already know what they want to buy because they've done the research online because of things like YouTube where they've gone through and they have seen X product applied 15 different ways and have looked through and said, all right, this, this competitor, this one, this one, this one, and this one, uh, I choose X. Who's my local distributor. I'm calling Y that it's, it's the same thing for everything that you buy. Um, we're going to get to a point where 
the first company that decides to not hold on to old ways is going to win. We're at that point now. Um, not the Amazon is too big to fail kind of situation where I know I buy way too much stuff on Amazon and I shouldn't, but I should because they just put in a distribution pl place near me and I get stuff in a day with, with notes on it from drivers who work for Amazon, like they're minivan drivers. Yeah. I'm, I'm four miles from one of those distribution centers. Crazy. And uh, then again, it's like, well, should these companies be that big? Well, you know what? That's their that's their what they did. They figured out how to do this. They figured out how to plug into uh, society and what society needs. Disney is a great example. They have plugged themselves into society. Yeah. Now, uh, with that becomes uh, with that comes expectations, and expectations are yep. every movie should be a billion dollar movie. Yeah. In what reality is that even like a, a thing? Like no. Yes, they have had major luck and do have some of the top 20 movies of all time. But look at their average movie. Mm -hmm. It's between like 80 million and 200 million. Yeah. And then people are like, what? It only made 600 million dollars. Yeah, That's know, a right? failure. Yeah, I know. What? Just, uh, come on. What world do we live in? now? It, it's 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 super interesting. Um, You know, it's it's changing what the metrics actually are. Um, the thing is, is that, I mean, we're, we're, we're part of it with those big companies come a, a, a sub, a, uh, a cottage industry of all kinds of things that are, that are, uh, focused on that niche, right? Like we're in the middle of it. We talked about before this small shops and, um, and, and what, what they can do that, you know, when you look at what's success for a person success for someone who's building someone like Disney. And that's what they want to do. Um, I mean, Walt was crazy. Great dude. But Walt was crazy to, to, to drive himself to do what he's doing, to do what he did. Right. Um, there are people that can, that have an absolute love for Disney that can create a podcast, uh, create hoodies around it and make $120,000 a year after putting in six years. And that's fine for them. And that's all they want. They just want to do what they love. Um, so I think it's opening up a lot more uh, just kind of across the board with, with everything, right? Like Amazon may take the fact that I'm going to buy a, a USB cable from them. But I don't know someone who's making USB cables as a small shop uh, boutique anywhere. Right. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's it's it that's getting really into the deep woods of all this. Right. Which I love doing, by the way. And yeah, yeah. Why, this is the whole reason I wanted to come on here. Like I wanted right, right, this right. is the conversation I was looking forward to. Yeah, so this is why you watch Brandy and Dave on that. And you I guys on this and that just do a fabulous job on it. So let Thank me you. turn the tables on you, Dave. Right, go for it. So what keeps you going? So I know you disappeared. You never disappeared, but you stopped right. doing this type of mm -hmm. show for a while on yep. this channel. Yep. So what is it about that keeps bringing you back to this, this market? I mean, we have, look, you're surrounded by some great people. 
Mm-hmm. You, you have 100%. a great group of people that support you and love when you're opinionated. They love when you're going to talk about stuff. So they're going to watch no matter what show it is. So what brought you back to doing this? So I've always been a Disney fan since I first went when I was 10, much like you. Um, uh, you you actually touched on something that I, uh, I, I, I've really been thinking about recently. I might as well get into it here. I'm going to get into it Sunday on, on my show as well. But um, you, you said a lot of people go to Disney to be in the Disney bubble and escape something. Um, I think it's really interesting. And I've been putting a lot of real thought into this. And it's, it's um, you meet a lot of people in this space, and I'm sure you have as well. And there's something. Don't want to say damage because it's a negative. But there's a reason. There's something that they're still holding on to that they're using Disney as a crutch, as an escape, as a way to deal with a trauma. For me personally, my mother passed away when I was 24. Um, going to Disney as as a family, we went every year. Um, it was a family vacation. It was what what we would just go every year. I remember we went when I was 10. And the next year, my mom was like, hey, do you guys want to go to New England and go whale watching? Or we can go to Disney. And my sister and I both said, Disney, why the hell would we go? We didn't say hell because we were kids, but uh, why would we go to, to New England? So we just kept going to Disney, and I have I have un, uh, un unfathomable amounts of of memories of going to Disney as a kid. Uh, at twenty four, the year or it was right after I got married, um, my mother passed away in two thousand five in March. Sorry, yeah, March. Um, I I was traveling for work. She called me. I was on. She's like, you need to pull over. I pulled off on two. I can tell you what exit it was in Alabama. Um, and she said she had cancer. She had pancreatic cancer. She died 10 days later. I was in Alabama for seven of them. And uh, um, saw her for a day before she had many strokes and was non-communicative for two days and then passed away. So. When you look at when you look at what draws me back to this, it's my love for this, and you know it comes out of comes out of pain, comes out of that trauma. But then I was able to have the same experiences, the same firsts, taking my family there, taking you know getting getting my my wife on board as the the fellow Disney nerd, and then all of us going, and you know, really we started this channel as a way to remember what we've done as a family and i've done a pretty poor job putting that information out on the internet but at least i have all of it um you know we 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 vlog no no matter what and uh i'll get it all out eventually and you know life got in the way and real work and all of that fun stuff and honestly with everything 2020 was poised to be a fantastic year for this channel and for dnt um and COVID hit and I'm in an industry where I was deemed essential. I didn't have the luxury of a lot of people who could work from home, who could work from home half a day and then put a, put a boatload of time into what they're doing right. um, and, and, and build out what would have been um, in my estimation, if I, 
had changed some focuses and been able to, you know, work through some of the mental strife that was COVID um, and, and create and, and take advantage of the virality of TikTok and then shorts um, and still create long form content. Um, right. So at any rate, you said I went away from it and I went away from it for, for a couple reasons. Um, I mean, I, I, Disney had made some, some pretty crap decisions under, under paycheck. And it was, um, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if, if that's it for me anymore. Have they, have they severed that? Um, and the community brought me back to be honest. It was, right. so I, I, I'm going to interrupt. Yeah, you. you're good. We're going to step back for a second. Yeah. So coming to Disney. Mm-hmm. You obviously had a great relationship with your mother. Yeah, hundred percent. And and so coming to Disney to you was kind of reliving her memory, coming down here yeah. and just the happy yep. times and everything mm-hmm. that came along with it. Okay. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's very important to be able yeah. to get out and to be able to do because those memories, like again, I I uh, did not have a great relationship with my father. Right. And but. I have that one core memory. So being able to have that and be able to come down here, that would keep me coming back time and time again, that, that thing. So, yeah. So anyway, you were saying about the channel and, uh, getting away. Yeah. But, but so, so, you know, came, came back because, you know, I never, you know, never, uh, faltered with, with D and T. We just, always said we're going to do it Wednesday nights. We always did. We didn't miss a night for over four years now. We've been going strong. We haven't missed anything. Um, and you're, and you're, by the way, your numbers over there look fabulous because you guys keep at it. It's, it's again, it's one of those things where if you put in the time mm -hmm. you're, and you're doing a good job at it, you're going to see the rewards. If we put an effort on top of the time, I'm scared to see where it would go, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying we don't, we don't think about it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I've met so many people through this that I consider some of my best friends through this community. Right. And, uh, you know, you find your tribe. So the tribe's here. And, and, and frankly, I was like, you know what, uh, stop being a turd, Dave and and put out all the stuff that you want to so that's why i'm putting out the 2022 stuff i'm hitting shorts pretty hard i'm trying to hit everything else and and if you really want to know what drove me to it um in 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 2021 i thought i was having a heart attack mid mid covid um it was 100 stress was high blood pressure um and fast forward a little bit april 2022 decided i was going to go hard um i've dropped like 40 pounds since i'm in the best shape i've been in the longest time and that was all telling myself I was going to work out five days a week, no matter what, if I missed the day, I had to go on Saturday, like that type of thing. Right. Like the, okay. the, the commitment to it, like what you were saying. Right. And so I said, well, I got it licked in this part. It's not hard for me to make sure that I'm working out five days a week. Why can't I put out two shorts a day? I have a thousand videos on my phone, literally a thousand videos on my phone vertical that I can put into a short from 2022 alone. You can put out two a day, Dave. You're creative enough to do that. 
you have all this other video. Why can't you put out one video a week? And why can't you do one live a week? And now, obviously, the podcast has been thrown into this. That's why this is back. So, I mean, Greg, I appreciate you asking. And I, you know, wouldn't necessarily go into that. You know, the focus is supposed to be on you. But uh, I, I <laughs> no, no, no. That's why I, I do podcasts. I, also, yeah, I also right? know how to ask a question yeah, man. and have yeah, what's called, good. I don't know, a conversation. Yeah, I know, dude. It's all good. But you, 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 you know what I'm saying? I mean, I just kind of rolled that over and I'm like, this is what I got to do. So <sighs> getting older, learning things, figuring stuff out. Frankly, one of the biggest things, and I, I, I know I'm probably not the only one, but like feel, figuring out how to manage stress after getting to a tipping point where you couldn't anymore. Um, COVID did that. And now it's like, okay. And the physical yeah. part of it is significant. I don't know. You, you a big workout guy, whatever. Uh, no, I, I found out that. <laughs> so um, yeah. when I was on the road, I worked harder than everybody else around me. So right. I could go out on work with bands in the rock and roll hall of fame. And uh, so I, I ended up with four or five back surgeries. Oh, and yeah. you know that that will take you on. And then you know you kind of they put you on those. What are those called? Oh, all right, pain medicine. Yeah, right. Uh, that'll mm. knock you on your butt for a few years. Yeah, right. And uh, so no, I didn't exercise it then. And then uh, once you clean yourself up off all that, and you're like, you know what, I'm yeah. still alive. And then yeah. uh, diabetes kicked in, and I was like, Ooh. oh. Let's get really healthy really quick. Yeah. So no, I I have a wife who watches what I'm eat. She watches the carbs I intake. Right. I am I walk through the park and put on a 10k every time I'm out. Yeah, like well, that's, and that's walking and that's five days a week. Yeah, that's six and a half miles for those yeah. counting at home. I mean that's not nothing. So. Right. That's so I, I, I am lucky that I have people around me. I'm loved enough that my family takes care of what I want to do. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's so no, I'm not uh, I'm not a uh, person who is like I don't sit there and look at, at my weight every day. I don't yeah. look at my blood. Uh, I do look at my blood sugar. I have well, you to, have to. Yeah. <laughs> like so yeah. I look at that and then like we're still trying to control all that because look, my kids are I have. I have five kids, by the way. That's, that's, uh, that's a lot of kids, by the way. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like I like some of them. Um, I do like my dogs. Right. Uh, no, no, no. I love my kids. My kids are my kids are the coolest kids in the world. So anyway, my kids are 27 down to 16. Right. You said you have grandkids. Yeah, I have grandkids, man. I have three grandkids. Wow. So it's just one of those like, okay, I, I have to now think of more than myself when it comes to diet and exercise mm -hmm. and being out there. And look, again, you have to be able to put on the miles and do the business to do this and to do it at a high level and to keep pumping out right. stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so there's the there's the long answer to a really short question. I could have just no, said you're no. Good. Yeah, no, no. The thing is, is that you're wrong. If you're putting on a, if you're putting in a 10K daily, Five days a week, dude. That's more miles than most people put in, ever. That's that's awesome. I just I just I, wish I could run them. Yeah, well, that's what I had to get into. It's a long story. I uh, I, I I got some some uh, heart stuff going on, but it's not heart stuff. It's aorta technically, so uh, I can't lift. I got I really got into to, to lifting, and I was pushing it, and you know, being a a forty two year old who was attempting to bench a shitload a poop load um it's my show i don't care um, <laughs> i'm glad you were the first yeah, one because we're good. i am absolutely surprised i did yeah. not blow it out the hole yeah earlier. you're 
you're you're you're good. Good night, Kenneth. But uh, but you know, putting putting in a boatload of work, and then uh, I, I'm I'm in this like limbo right now till I can find out if I can actually lift relatively heavy again. So they said you can do as much cardio as you want. So I took all of that, which I was doing some semblance of cardio with it, and I was never a runner. But like Saturday, I ran ten and a half miles, and I never would have thought that. So now my goal is, um, wine and dine twenty twenty four. But I want to get to a point where I can dress as Tarzan. That's my goal. Like just the bottoms? Yeah. Good I'm on going you. Going hard, dude. I don't know if oh. I'm going to get there. No, no, no. You I, don't want to go I, hard. I know. No. I. 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 Uh, yeah. That. <laughs> Oh, on that note. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but uh, but but yeah, no. Um, I figured it. Worst case, I'll just be dad bod Tarzan. I'm I'm. It's all good. No worries. As, as but, long uh, as you're loving it, what you're doing, oh, it'll man. be good. Times. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Not, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. The, no, no, no. I like I keep people keep trying to convince me. It's like, oh, you got to do a 5K. I was like, listen, I run from a bear and to a buffet. Yeah, right. That's it. There's yeah. two things you run for for yeah. your life and for food. I'm and you good. don't have to be the fastest. You just have to be faster than the one guy next to you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Get to the buffet first and get away from the bear. So yeah. uh it's uh <laughs> it's good, it's good times. Yeah, no, it, you know, that's that's kind of it's it's funny how I I've always I've always fancied myself a relatively intelligent individual and I'm not trying to be that guy but it's interesting how sometimes the simplest stuff makes you say wow I'm an idiot right like oh wait me telling myself that I should do this 5 days a week and that I continue to do it and it actually worked and now I'm rolling it over into content creation and doing the same darn thing that all I was doing and it doesn't take a boatload of time i have i i i'm not there yet i'm not there yet and i don't know if i can be the guy to speak on this but i literally want to be the guy who squashes absolutely just ex extinguishes the phrase well, you know, I'm busy because it's not true. You're scrolling TikTok for four hours, kids. It's not true. Effort. You, you seem Effort. to be the work. You seem to be like the work ethic guy. So so talk to this. I'm, I'm interested. That is the only way I have succeeded. And it doesn't come from, and I, I want to be very succinct here and very definitive. It doesn't come from my mind going, uh, old school boomer, you got to work hard to succeed. <laughs> yeah, right. If you don't work hard, you don't succeed. No, I found what I love. Right. Yeah. I went on the road. So I was lucky I grew up in a household where a sound company was and this sound company would do shows for Ray Charles and James Brown wow. and some amazing artists. And I went, that's what I want to do with my life. It is so cool. Like I want to be the guy who sits in the middle of the arena and I press the button and everything happens and the show happens because of me. And I loved what I do. So yeah. what I learned was 
if I love this, if I work a little bit at it, I can get better. I can become better educated at it. And I will just show that I have a passion for this because I do. So I'm going to work hard doing Disney. I'm not doing anything different than what everybody else is doing. Uh, yeah. Technically, I'm not. I'm still reporting on the same. Yeah. Princess Tiana. There's only so many cupcakes coming out. Right. <laughs> so, like, I'm not breaking the news. Yeah. Uh, but I'm reporting on it. But I love Disney. Yeah. I love spending time with my family and my kids. Uh, if I want to be in the room where it happens, and let's be honest, at some of these media events, you're in the room where it happens. You know they're telling you what's going on. How else do you get to ride Tron nine times in a row without getting off of it unless you're part of this stuff? Right. I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to do this at the highest level. And so I just realized that if I just spend time at what I love and you don't and you aren't an a-hole about it, obviously, you're going to get somewhere. You're just going, even if you just, you're like, I'm going to keep working and working and working up trip. Oh, I fell into that. And it's next, next thing you know, it's yours. But what happens is, is you're, if you're the one who out is out there, a, what is my core rules? Be the nicest guy in the room, right? There's no reason to be an a-hole to anybody. You may not like everybody around you, but it doesn't mean you have to be mean or seek them out to do something wrong against them. You just go out there, you do your job, you do it the best way you know how, you try and make your audience happy, and mm-hmm. you keep putting out the same content constantly. You don't change it up, you don't put out a lesser product, you just keep putting out a high-end product. And people will normally follow you there. Are there going to be detractors? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what? I have PTSD and brain damage, and I don't hear the detractors. Could care nice. less. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm almost 50 and have blue hair and walk around Disney. Yeah. And I don't care because I know I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to go home to my wife who loves me. I'm going to go see my kids. My dog's going to still sniff me as I walk in the door. I'm going to know that I had fun. I had a great time. I'm going to go talk about Disney on four or five. I don't know how, how many podcasts I do anymore, but <laughs> And get paid for all this. Not many people. I'm in a lucky position. We're all in this lucky position where we can do this and people will listen to you. So I'm going to give my, I'm going to thank you for giving me your trust. I'm going to give you that respect back. I'm not going to treat you like you're an idiot. I'm not going to say you're an idiot. I may think it, not going to do it. That's, and that's, so, I'm. yeah, it's just, that's the Philadelphia coming out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, at least in Philly, you know when you're going to be stabbed. It's oh, not yeah, like you're right? in the South. We're like, oh, bless his heart. Yeah. Like, no, it's back. you did something wrong. You do something wrong. You just it's real talk up in Northeast, yeah. man. We are 100%. all about real talk. 100%. Um, yeah. And you just find that passion where you find what you're good at in it. And you just there's a whole lot of believing in yourself. And I right. believe in myself and I believe in uh, I'm, I'm surrounded by amazing people. I couldn't do this all. I like, I literally have one of my best friends in this world is my, the podcast producer. And he is the one, um, program director for our podcast. And he will say to me, man, that podcast sucked today. And I'll be like, right. Oh, let's fix that. 
Yeah. And it's not, there's no harm in it. He's not attacking me personally. He's attacking the quality. And because I work around people like that, who know what their jobs are, who know how to do things right. Mm -hmm. We're going to try and do things the best we know how, and it's just work and effort, effort and being nice. It doesn't hurt to be nice anymore. Yeah. No, being nice is great, but being it, being giving real honest feedback is important when someone looks at you and says, especially someone you trust and says, look, that wasn't good. We need to redo this. There's yeah. something, there's something off. Let's, let's, let's take a hot minute. Let's figure it out. Um, because all they want is the best too. As long as you're all working towards the same goal, that's all that matters. Yeah. And um, I have the biggest ego in the world. Don't get me wrong. I, I yeah. have an ego, the size that should not be allowed, but I also understand when, at the end of the day, it's the product that matters. It's not me. Like, I'm not right. selling. I'm not selling myself. I'm selling a product, and I want my product to just be good. And I want to put out the best radio we have. So our numbers just. I, I'm just to back up some yeah, on that. Yeah. We started off, and it took us. We started last, not last February, the February before that. It took us a year to get to a hundred thousand downloads. And that yeah. was putting out uh, three I, at the time. It was like three shows for six months and then four shows for the rest of the six months. Right. And then in the next six months, we were able to reach 250,000 more downloads. Right. So we saw our numbers double because mm -hmm. we were putting in the effort and we were putting yeah. in the numbers and we were putting in the time and we love it. I, there's nothing I like more no. than sitting back talking about Disney and then just being myself and being the fool and making jokes and having a good yeah. time. And hopefully somebody listens and goes, man, that was funny. Or, Oh, I like this guy's opinion on that. Now, are you guys chopping it up and putting on Instagram reels, TikTok, all that? Or are you just, just no straight ahead. We've hardly done any advertisement. Uh, the good thing is, we also have uh, a Facebook that's like 1.25 million. Yeah, you guys have like a that. that's that's massive. So, so that doesn't hurt. But did we have to put it on TikTok and all that stuff? We could, but I don't know how much of our audience is on there. Right. Um, it's also inundated with a lot of other flashier, better products. And things that are going to get noticed before this. So it's uh, it's not that it shouldn't be on there, but it's not a priority like putting it on the web page, putting it on Facebook, where we're looking to try and get that audience into. We find that Facebook is not dying as much as people think it is. No, it's actually not. Uh, and it's F also Face not filled with just boomers. No, it's Facebook filled with Reels. a lot of people. Yeah, Facebook Reels are actually... Um... A, a pretty massive spot that uh it, it, especially in gaming surprisingly in gaming uh I, I know people that have grown exponentially by using facebook reels not instagram reels not and instagram they make money yeah 100 facebook uh facebook's creator fund is a relatively low barrier of entry um is is compared to youtube is compared to i, tw I saw twitter put out something today I, I didn't get to read it yet. What their their creator fund is going to be, and TikTok's creator fund is still um, uh, not super great for for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I mean, a look on Facebook, you have you've lost your reels bonuses, just like you did on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But the way of making that back up is you still have ads on reels. You still right. have uh, other videos that you can put up. And then if you're the other one is is the uh, other meta program where it is all about. Uh, 
interaction with your audience, what the uh, click-through rate is, how much mm -hmm. they're clicking on stuff, how much they're sharing it out, which is another one. And I think it's like capped at like thirty or $40,000 a month right. that you can make off of that. So it's that's like- I Significant. That's, that's life-changing money if you get to that point. Right. If you can get two, three videos to go viral and have the interaction from that, you're sitting on, you've made, look, you've probably two of those a year, man, you're sitting off. You don't have to really do too much hard work from that point yeah. on. So it's, yeah. don't ever sit on stuff like that. Learn where you're going to make the money at and just be good at it. So no, I don't have to do Instagram. Our Instagram account is more for feedback to the website or uh, look, what is Disney and some of these other, I'm going to give you some tools of the trade real yeah, quick. Yeah. So when you do media, you want to be a content creator. What is Disney, SeaWorld, Universal, any of those places looking for, right? They're mm -hmm. looking for you still to post on Instagram. They want a reel. They want as many stories as you can give them. Your stories have to be done correctly. They have to be the right ads. They have to be the right hashtags. They have to have kids location. You see where you're at? Put the location down yeah. because it adds to it. And that's what these people are looking for. A simple location tag. Yep. It just means yep. that you're paying attention on how it should be done. Three, yep. four stories a day. Doesn't take very long to just put up a picture and be like, hey, I'm at SeaWorld, blah, 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 blah. So when we do media events, Instagram is where it's at. And then we take the information back home. We will make YouTubes about it. We will write articles mm -hmm. about it. And then we will give our opinion, throw up a, a review. And then who knows? I have so I have 10,000 pictures of some of these events. It's like, yeah, you just sit there and you take a picture. You don't know what's going to be viral, what's going to take off, what's going to do. But if you spend the time to just know how to work these platforms for what you're using them for. Yeah. yeah. So uh, podcasting, no, podcast lives to us in its own world. Uh, it doesn't, we, it's not crossing over. Uh, it's, we're, yeah, I love, I love podcasting. It gives me freedom to kind of yeah. just talk and be myself. And we don't put it on YouTube. It, I, and we're, pro I'm probably throwing away money on that, but I think we all came to a realization that we just wanted to, be able to talk and not worry about multi-platforming it and it's a space right. for us to kind of it's a safe space for us you know what i mean well, i yeah, think the, in, you need that depending on depending on what what content you're putting out youtube can be pretty precarious i mean disney in general is usually pretty good um we were talking a little bit before we got on here about about how how uh, some of your shows are going so it could theoretically get a little precarious putting it on youtube it might come down i mean we, we've all seen that um, but, but the thing is, is putting out what you want. I mean, that's, that's, that's the big thing. I mean, you also aren't a four-year-old platform attempting to grow. You're, you're a, a, a 12 year old platform that is uh, attempting to sustain and more so, um, give what your audience is looking for to them specifically. And, and, and in that being able to grow organically where it is pushed out um people do find that so it's uh it's a different animal than what a lot of these conversations on here um and end up being it's it's a different animal altogether oh it's, yeah 
Uh, and again, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it's if it wasn't for what came before, we wouldn't be able to look to the to, to the future. Yeah, and it's 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 uh it's it's super fun, right? So um, so if you're taking photos, are you you're carrying a camera with you, right? So or are you doing it all on your phone? Yeah, it's all. Uh, uh, really, I don't even own a camera, man. And wow. you know what? So I started off. And I like my pictures would be so far away from whatever it was and you couldn't really tell. And it was a little out of focus. And then I found that the uh, Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra yeah. actually had a fantastic camera. Amazing on it. camera. Yep. And it, it what so as long as you can give it time to adjust to whatever you're doing uh, and the natural light those you it will take fantastic pictures without right. manipulation mm-hmm. without having to go into professional mode and change your iso and all this other stuff mm-hmm. it's just picking the right equipment for what i'm doing right. and to be quite honest sometimes the shot doesn't look good i hate my nighttime shots i so mm-hmm. you never see a lot of nighttime shots uh there's never a lot of high speed stuff so no, I, you have to adapt and go, okay, look, if I'm going to start doing, let's just take Mickey's not so scary Halloween party coming up. Right. It's nighttime. So I'm going to probably, I got to find a better camera. Like, I just think it would be better that way, but I'll tell you what, my reels look fabulous off yeah. of just the video from that camera. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, video, video on, and you know, I, I, I shoot a lot of stuff on my, um, I think it's 12 iPhone 12 pro. So, so they're fan. I mean, it, it's, it's worlds apart. And the thing is like, you can tell cause I'll grab stuff that's even older because I have, you know, B roll on, on something from 2011, 2000. I'm sorry, not 2011, uh, not 2011. Jesus. Um, from like 2019. Wow. They were at the 12 already. Yeah. Then? No, no. 20, 2019 when I was on an iPhone 11, and you can tell the difference. It's grainier, hundred percent. Not kidding. Yeah. There was a huge step from eleven to twelve. But I, but I also shoot with a Galaxy. I'm sorry, Galaxy. Jesus, with a, a G7X Mark II. Oh wow. When when I when I shoot um, vlog, right? So I have the the point and shoot, and that's fine. But unless you're really good, darkness sucks. You have to, you have to, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near as competent as I should be. Cause I'm not at the parks every day. I use it right. 14 days a year, 15 days a year, if I'm lucky. Yeah. And look, uh, what sells, what's going to look amazing. It's got to be an amazing shot. Yeah. So what I found is when it's sunny out, when it's beautiful out and there's not a cloud in the sky, or you may have a cloud to just give you that little bit of a backdrop. So you got yeah. depth in the picture. Hmm? It's all about thinking things through so a lot of people who are just like here's a picture click 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 and they take 20 pictures it's like yeah you may get lucky and one of them is going to be really good right but we got to really sit there and go okay the light looks good here but wait the sun's coming from over there so now i got to turn around and that Mm -hmm. doesn't look good in front of that and then i'm not taking a picture of it on the plate i want to hold it up i want it to make it look appeasing and appetizing and appealing to you right and then i try not to put my fingers anywhere in there because i have janky nails and then people are like well why didn't you paint your nails and then i'm like oh you want me to paint my nails all right and then i'll paint your initials on my nail and yeah right yeah, that's people funny. have done that to me. Like, oh, you got janky nails. Yeah, well, that's why I'm a man and not putting him in the picture. Thank yeah, you exactly. so much. That's why I'm trying to not make this happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's tricks to the trade of making it 
good with what you have. Yeah, man. Nice, dude. Well, hey, we've been going for uh, what two fifteen, and wow. I, 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 I appreciate your time, man. And I think that <laughs> we could probably go for another two hours. But we'll uh, do another one in the future. Yeah, man. Uh, if if you got anything else you want to dive into, otherwise you want to you want to you want to call her. Yeah, let's call her. I do. Right, I do have to be up at the parks. What is it? It's ten forty-five. What is yeah, it? Is there? It's, yeah. It's yeah. It's wow. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about time. I literally almost uh, like you yeah. live in Disney time down here, man. Just it's all good, man. Yeah. What do you do for a living? I go to Disney. I go to Disney. It's tough, man. All, all right. right. It's Greg. Hold on. All right, everyone. Appreciate you all being here. Make sure you check out Greg on Chip and Co. Check him out on Instagram at the Disney Fanatics. F U N A T I C S. Greg, thanks, man. Appreciate everything. Dave, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And say hi to Brandy from Brandy oh. and Dave, who I've not met yet. Oh, or even well, you, like, is there a Brandy? What's there going is. on here? No, Dave, I, <laughs> yeah, I seriously good. appreciate it. Like I said, I really was looking forward to coming on here and actually talking with you. I think. Again, you're one of the most intelligent people covering Disney right now. Well, and, appreciate uh, that. I do appreciate you. And hey, thanks for coming back and doing these shows. And uh, keep on keeping on, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.